1: Hey, know hey, are... hey. No. Are... Come on, come on. hey i want to be
0: famous welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger
2: i'm lindsey weber
0: and glenn powell and sydney sweeney's r-rated rom-com anyone but you will be released on december 15th 2023
2: they heard the podcast they heard the podcast
0: they said we gotta fast drag it
2: they said People stopped caring already. we got to get this in theaters. People stopped caring already.
0: We thought this could hinge on their bodies, but it's just not going to work for more than like seven months.
2: Sydney Sweeney is already like out with her fiance. We need to get the rumors like swirling and twirling again. we got to get this out in theaters ASAP.
0: Know the town, but like this was not intentional, right, for it to come out this quickly. (laughs) This was a result of the response to the PR. Am I stupid? I
2: mean, we don't know. I don't know how fast... I, I act like I know how fast it takes to make a movie in post production, as if I've ever done that before in my goddamn life. But I do think that like certain movies when they stop filming, you could assume a year. Usually you yeah, can assume a usually year at least That's a way year, less yeah. than a year. That's they gotta haul ass all summer.
0: They were practically fucking on a beach like a month ago, and this is coming out in December.
2: That's what I'm saying. The the lead up to this would have gotten very dull if we kept on speculating exactly, for a long time. And also, if exactly. it took, if, it'd be like a full year of Sydney Sweeney having to like be out in public with her fiance for us to like leave it alone too. You know what I mean? This is not even enough. He went out with one bag and some golf clubs <laughs> and everyone lost their goddamn mind.
0: You are listening to Who's There a Weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who, them, we get a lot of calls about the Met Gala. Let's, let's take some of the most important ones.
1: I I had to pause the pod to ask if we could please get a live recreation of the moment that after spending so much time on the pod dedicated to Anne Hathaway, it turns out that she did show up to the Met Gala, and she did blow her sleigh load all over the place. Uh, that would just be really fun to know how you received that news. Going whole. Anne Hathaway blew her sleigh load last night. I'm listening to you right now and she did she blew her sleigh load. Hi, weekly you're clearly aware since you lived through yesterday, which was the Met Gala. Um but Anne Hathaway did in fact begin releasing her sleigh load. Promising young, promising young woman, woman.
0: Anne Hathaway did, in fact, blow her sleigh load (laughs) at the Met Gala.
2: How do you feel about Anne Hathaway blowing her sleigh load at the Met Gala?
0: I was surprised.
2: Because you said she wasn't going because she didn't want to blow her sleigh load. And she, in fact, went and she literally blew her sleigh load.
0: The only reason I speculated that she didn't want to blow her sleigh load was because she was announced as not coming to the Met Gala, and I was trying. And I right. was like, "You're trying that doesn't to come make any sense with to issues. me? She's yeah. a she's like a sleighing girly now. She all she does is sleigh."
2: You said, "Oh, maybe she doesn't want to sleigh too hard." Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Then she leaned into the sleighing, and she's like, "I'm gonna blow this load all over the place all the time."
2: <laughs> it was a speculative: Will Anne Hathaway blow her sleigh load? I would say she was there and she sleighed, but I don't know if she blew her sleigh load. So many sleighs remain.
0: There were so many kind of incredible looks, to use the word, at the Met Gala. And she wasn't even in the top five. We got Doja Cat. We had Michaela Cole, the cockroach.
2: Yeah, but like everything was so contained into like the one night. Like it didn't really have a lasting effect. Like now it's Thursday. Okay, now it's Friday even for you, Mm. listener. And I'm like, what do we really take from that? I guess like Doja Cat was a cat, you know?
0: Doja Cat was a cat. Jared Leto was a cat. Lil Nas X was a cat.
2: There wasn't even a like Kiki Palmer like Megan the Stallion moment. Like I know it ain't. Oh, 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 oh. I know it ain't. I know it ain't the stallion.
0: I mean, the most scandalous moment was the th- scandalous was the fact that. Olivia Wilde and Margaret Zhang wore the same dress.
2: That's, like, good, I guess, because, like, it was a chic dress. I don't know. I don't even know.
0: I think that there was a moment, though. I think it was Doja Cat coming dressed as a cat. I think that that was the moment that people will, like, point to as, like, the memorable part of the Karl Lagerfeld Met Gala. The the, the Met Gala that we all feel sort of icky about because Karl Lagerfeld was, like, this kind of fat-phobic misogynist asshole.
2: I think also Rihanna coming, like, so late that even the live streams were like, we don't even want to stay on to cover this anymore. Like, this is so
0: annoying. She came so late that I can barely recall what she looked like or wore because I had stopped watching by then.
2: And then when she showed up, it wasn't as exciting or extravagant as, like, she's been in the past, so people were kind of, like, let down.
0: Yeah. Here's a question, though.
3: Hey, B.O.P.
1: Carlos, And I can't believe... The words that are about to come out of my mouth. But did Rita and Taika win the Met Gala? So many of these A listers look like shit and they look incredible. If they didn't win, they they definitely like placed, right? You tell me. Crunch, crunch.
0: Did Rita and Taika win the Met Gala or did they place?
2: I mean, I guess I'm biased, but I would say that they're finalists. Like they, they like came close.
0: In terms of pairs, couples who showed up together, definitely in the top three.
2: For sure, because there weren't a lot of couples. There weren't enough couples where like they both slayed and I would say both of them like objectively slayed. So therefore, like in terms of a couple pairing, for sure.
0: It was like Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are the only other couple that I can think of who did a joint sleigh.
2: Right, like in terms of there was a lot of like sing like Lady Sleigh plus like her man's there and like a boring mm-hmm. you know tux Wearing or whatever. Wearing a
0: tux, yeah, right. Yeah. Like
2: Tyka was like, I'm gonna wear something equally exciting. If anything, he maybe like outshone Rita. A I little think he bit, did
0: outshine Rita uh-huh. because.
2: And unfortunately, that's just the standards because we have such low standards for men in terms of fashion that like he rose so far above them. Mm-hmm. Women, it's like they have to do a lot more to to optimal slay. And when this segment's over, I'm never saying slay again.
0: No, we can't. We can't keep saying slay. But also I I was saying this on our Patreon discord chat because we all watched the Met Gala together, like the the Getty images, et cetera, and the, the live stream. If you're a cis man and you show up in a tux to the Met Gala, you shouldn't be allowed in. Like, don't let them in the building. I think that's so boring.
2: Well, it's just so dull, especially because, like, people are banging down the doors to get invites. It's like, you're right. You should at least, like, wear a little. You have to wear something. Put a flower on your lapel or something. You know what I mean? Especially if you're with somebody else. Like, especially Mm -hmm. if you're just there, like, to escort. You know what I mean? I like the guys who come alone. They always try because they know they're going to be, like, photographed separately from somebody else. Right.
0: Right. Lil Nas just had a thong on.
2: You know who looked good? Barry Kugin. I can't say his Barry last name. Barry Kugin. <laughs> Barry Kugin. Barry, looked Barry He looked so good. Wait, I didn't even like see a, what he was wearing. He was wearing like a... Oh, a
0: I saw this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thing. Uh-huh.
4: It,
2: was, it was chic. Okay, but mm-hmm. did, Rita, did Rita slay? Yes. Did, yes. But you know what was really interesting? People cannot let Lee, Rita slay. There was like two different jokes happening one joke was that she looked like Beyonce because they like had she had kind of Beyonce hair like adjacent hair going on Yeah. two was that people kept putting Zendaya's face over her I guess and was like she's wearing like a Zendaya dress and I'm like Rita Ora literally can't be her own entity like even when she slay on the on the occasion that she literally blows the sleigh load she can't (laughs) even be her own person people still have to be like well she looks like Beyonce or like well she looks like Zendaya it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy, which is like those yeah. are two really good comparisons. Like if you're getting compared to Beyonce and Zendaya you're doing at the right. Met Gala, that's exactly where you want to be. But with mm-hmm. Rita, it always comes off like kind of mean-spirited because it's almost like, yeah.
0: It's a little condescending. Yeah, you're right. Did you see I tweeted this? I was at Books Are Magic yesterday and I was like checking out and I bought the book and then I was about to leave. And another staff member who was like next to the person checking me out was like, so what do you think about Rita and Taika at the uh, Met Gala? How'd you think they looked?
2: <laughs> That's such a funny way to be like crunch, crunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think that they also slayed enough to be like, they were the lead in a lot of like coverage.
0: They were on the front page of the New York Times.
2: Yeah. Like they were the, the like pullout. They were the exciting moment from this for a lot of media write-ups, which is like really important for our girl, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really happy. Um, a couple more mm-hmm. Met Gala calls because they're all who related. Yeah.
4: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, You're probably tired of talking about the Met Gala, and I totally understand. Um, I was just confused or surprised that we had Ice Spice but not Julia Fox. And I know they're, like, very different, but in terms of kind of, like, pop culture digest, I just – I thought Julia Fox would be there. Like, she could DIY her own chanel outfit like she does with those um pink tops anyway yeah does this mean ice spice is themmier than julia fox
2: uh crunch crunch there's something a little bit dangerous about julia fox and what she'll say then i think ice spice is a little bit more like in the pocket of like big kellogg right now like <sighs> she's like getting her bag she's like doing Spawn and like very much part of the system in a way. And I think Julia was never part of the system and will never be part of the system. And while I do think it is like a huge loss that she wasn't there... I think it kind of speaks to her brand even more so. It's like she yeah. went to the White House correspondence Dinner in like mime and makeup, you know what I mean? And like <laughs> pose with Chuck Schumer because she's like weird. But then she didn't go to like the place where the Kardashians are, which is kind of like right. incredible. Right. The only kind of like annoying thing about that is that the Met, the Met Gala happens to be in her hometown and it's like a very New York event in a way and it is a bummer to not have her there. I bet she was at the after parties somewhere. I don't know where, but like I Probably. bet she like – partied after somewhere also has i don't think anna winter is like obsessed with julia fox i think is that's what i to was take. gonna say
0: because i think i yeah. think i think the white house correspondence center can use like a wild card like julia fox like a fun a fun girly who's like kind of progressive will say nice things about journalists which she did like yeah. is a new york girly will pose with senator schumer which she did when i saw her look like she looked at the white house correspondence dinner like my first thought was she's not going to the met gala
2: it was giving her like Mary Pickford meets wa- Mime. I mean, it was it was like the really thin eyebrows, like very like it girl of the turn of the century meets Mime.
0: And it was also giving Blue My Slaylow. You know where she's like, I'm oh my I'm God. not gonna she be able to go to the Met Gala in two days, so. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to dress like I'm at the Met Gala at the White House Correspondents' Dinner.
2: I think if Anna liked Julia Fox, we would have seen her within the Vogue yep. sphere sooner because there has been talk about her being like a fashion person for so long now that like if Anna Winter thought she was interesting or liked her, she would have gobbled her up into the system. Uh-huh. And we would have seen her like not on the cover, but just like within the pages of Vogue. and I And you can kind of tell when... A girlie's just not in Anna's favor. And I think Julia is like a little bit too like outside the box for her and a little bit too drama for her.
0: She's a little too like subtly like anti-establishment too where like her yeah, whole thing is sort totally. of like tearing down, tearing down right. or at least like enlightening people, her audience to what the fashion industry, how the fashion industry works and I feel like she might be a little bit threatening to Anna at worst. Which is worst. And I think at best, yeah. maybe she's just like, I don't care for her.
2: Right. And it's not like if it was one thing where like Diesel... Because you know how these brands have like representation on the carpet mm-hmm. at the Met Gala? Like... She's been doing stuff for Diesel. If Diesel happened to be like a big brand there, which we Mm -hmm. I don't think they are. I mean, I know they're not. Like versus, like you hear about Tommy Hilfiger. You hear about like Chloe. You hear about like Balenciaga. Well, not this year, but whatever. Like Diesel's not part of that, and that's the brand that she reps. You know what I mean? Like she's wearing like their jeans in like a funky way or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it didn't make sense.
0: What I find a little bit interesting.
2: A little bit interesting. A
0: little bit is sort of like, if Julia Fox got invited, do you think she would go? Because there's a part of me that says, yes, of course, how do you turn that down? She would absolutely go. But I think about that house tour that she did where she talked about like income inequality and like the struggles of working people and how hard it is to afford housing in this country, in New York City. And I feel like she might have a statement.
2: Sure. I want to say no. I mean yeah. it's this is like wishful thinking, but I would I would want to say no. I you know, you, maybe yes. I think depending on the theme if she had like an amazing idea that she wanted to mm-hmm. do, it's hard to say no to like the world stage of fashion to be to not like want to put yourself out there. But yeah, yeah like I w- I would want to say no this year where it was remembering Karl Lagerfeld the most establishment like anti you know anti fat anti women like designer kind of in a way mm-hmm. like m- yeah maybe she maybe she was like fuck that whether she was invited or
0: not right but that's just, that's, that that's of
2: course wishful thinking you want you want Julia Fox to be like bad bitch
0: yeah exactly
2: hi
4: weekly um who is Bill Nahai Najai not Bill Nye, the science guy, but this Bill who is seemingly, seemingly in a relationship with Anna Wintour. Uh, do you know the Barefoot Man? Hey, Lindsay, I'll be Timmy? I just, please discuss that after walking the carpet at the Met Gala with Anna Wintour, Bill Nye, he's rep, gave a statement saying that they are not in relationship. They're just good friends. I mean, I still believe that Bill Nye, not Bill Nye, the science guy, um, and Anna Wintour are together a um, couple of the year contract. The actor
2: Bill Nye, not the scientist, Bill Nye, the science guy, has been dating Anna Winter for like a long time now.
0: Allegedly?
2: I would dump his ass if he gave a fucking statement that we're just friends. We just hard launched, like get out of here.
0: When did the first images of Anna Wintour and Bill Nye together first come out? Like a couple of years ago? Because we we started seeing them photographed together At some point during the pandemic, early pandemic,
2: they were out getting like coffee. They were out to lunch, and then somebody gave comment that was like they've been dating off and on for like a long time now or whatever.
0: Yeah, or something. And it was,
2: and then right. And at first, it was Bill Nye. We thought it was Bill Nye. And then
0: then they would be spotted like getting dinner together, walking around together, like touching each other on the back, on the small of their back. But this is the first time that they've ever like attended a formal event together. Openly as apparently friends, because as the Hollywood Reporter learned, if you call them a couple, you will get a correction. The Hollywood Reporter's first headline after they were photographed like arm in arm walking the Met Gala red carpet together was Anna Wintour and Bill Nighy confirm romance on Met Gala red carpet. They got a statement, changed it to Anna Wintour and Bill Nighy walk arm in arm on Met Gala red carpet, because the statement said Bill and Anna have simply been friends for two decades. They are not in a relationship.
2: Brutal.
0: They gave the same statement to people. Like they just like gave it to everyone who called them dating. They're great friends. I think they're weird. fucking weird.
2: <laughs> no, they're obviously fucking, but they're like, that's fucking. just like, a, it's just crazy to have a, have a rumor of you guys dating, do a hard launch at your own event. It's like, it's like if I had a and birthday a, well, I don't party know what you're talking about. and I had a guy with me and everybody, and I was like, like holding hands with him and everybody was like, <laughs> are you hard launching your boyfriend at your own fucking birthday? And I was like, no, we're just great friends. And it's like, you are together.
0: Is Bill Nighy a who or them? Because the first caller calling him
2: Bill Nahai. Nighy? Oh.
0: Is he a who or them? What do we think? British them for sure.
2: I guess he's a who but a British them. I guess he's an American who but a British them. I mean to be yeah. fair like his biggest role here is like Love Actually which is like fine and that's a beloved movie but he's not the star. He's more of like a character actor within it. Right. Right. Yeah, and I know you love him because he's like in every you know what's it called in every what's his name movie
0: Richard Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: because he's a fucking great. But I do think that he's not here. He's not of them here.
1: He's not of them here. Hi, B L T. Medium time, medium time. I am watching the Met, and favorite look of the night is Alton Mason. He came in like this really amazing. Down, almost like bridal look and i want to know who he is um for research yes so uh Scarjo, yummy pop crunch crunch
2: i also didn't clock who this was like at the time when he was like walking the runway you know mm-hmm. when uh, walking the carpet sorry the like the like it's white a it's a red runaway. blue whatever it was carpet <laughs> the trident with the, the trident flavored ice cream <laughs> yeah yeah the trident <laughs> right, 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 toothpaste right, right. favorite yeah, yeah yeah
0: he was walking in like kind of a it was like a what would you even call it a it's like a bodysuit slash wedding gown with a veil but also kind of like lingerie sexy bridal lingerie with a veil
2: and i guess like carl like did a lot of bridal collections so this is like a tribute to that but like turned on its head which is lovely different and special
0: he started as a dancer first he was a dancer Mm -hmm. then he got up then he got a modeling contract then he walked for one of the yeezy shows and then it was sort of like off to the races whatever but the reason right. he's notable now and the reason he had a big 2022 was because he was fucking an Elvis. He had kind of a scene, steely little role. He was Little Richard.
2: Yeah. And he was like, he was like beautiful. Remember, I was like, yes, that is like a beautiful interpretation of Little Richard. Not that Little Richard wasn't beautiful, but he, he gave a very gorgeous Little Richard and obviously was like just so
0: good. There's a little Richard documentary that just came out that I want to watch. Um, That's a good reminder. Oh my God, it's supposed to be amazing. He's amazing. Cause it's like
2: all about how like his life was like such a crazy contradiction because he had so many like eras where he like embraced different things. You know what I mean? Like he was like closeted, then he was not. And then he was like religious and then he was like Mm -hmm. selling Bibles. Like he has a very interesting life story.
0: Yeah, I have to watch that. As I famously saw him in college, I waited like three hours I to see him live remember, in front of the UT of st- tower. It was one amazing. One of your
2: stories is you saw little seeing Richard. little
0: Richard is iconic. Come on, see no, little, little Richard I- live, like ten iconic. feet from him. Iconic.
2: It's that was iconic. sick. Um,
0: Alton Mason also has a lot of famous friends. JT comments on every single one of his Instagram posts. Really? And he just hung out with Normani again. Where's Normani hanging out with Alton Mason? <laughs> where is Normani? Of course. That's where she is.
2: You can't just see a picture of Normani and freak out.
0: I saw this line in some story about Alton Mason. I think it was in um, – he was profiled by, I think, Vogue or Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. He's a trendy model. Like, Virgil Abloh loved him. And he talked about, like, when he learned how to become a model, he only watched videos of Naomi Campbell. Like, he didn't watch men walk. He wanted to watch Naomi Campbell's walk. Yeah. That's why he has a very distinctive strut, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in one of the lines, mm-hmm. they were like – He was born in Nebraska, but he lived all over the world because his dad was a basketball player. And I was like, oh, so he's an Epo baby? That's, like, where my mind went. I was like, oh, who's his famous basketball-playing dad? Because I don't know anything about basketball. Like, maybe there's a Mason that I don't know of. No, it doesn't really count because I couldn't find him anywhere. Like, he didn't have Wikipedia. He didn't have any, like, information on, like, NBA websites that I saw. And then I realized he was a European basketball player. He played for like arizona state in college and then i guess he wasn't good enough to get drafted into the nba so he okay. played like european leagues for all this time that's why alton mason lived all over europe in his childhood because his dad played for the european leagues and the european leagues were a punchline in the movie air which i know you've seen but i saw last night because there's a line where matt damon's like he'll be playing for european leagues in one year tops or something like that yeah. good
2: movie am i right good movie no it's
0: a great movie i had a fucking okay. blast Thanks. I know. I, had I knew I knew you would. Blast.
2: It's a great, it's a really, really good Super Bowl commercial. But like it's long <laughs> and everyone's good in it. Seriously. And you're like inspired. No, it's and at great. the end you're like, should I buy Nikes? And you're like, yeah, I should.
0: <laughs> when it gives you the number, when it gives you the number of how much money he makes per year, the whole like final act of the movie, it's like, what's the number? What's the number? What's the number? Yeah. And then it's like, here's the number. Gasps. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. It's like too That's much great. money. It's like, it's like eat the rich, but like, oh my God. When
2: Ben Affleck Puts his little piggies up on the desk. You know, this is a great movie. The Slay movie.
0: A slay movie. I'm so- when I'm he's
2: glad running, I saw it in when theaters. he's when he's jogging. I love it. Great, great movie.
3: Uh, Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, medium time. Medium time. I'm calling um, because there's sort of a strange phenomenon happening in the Formula One sports world right now. There was a rumor that started that Fernando Alonso, who is a 40 something Spanish Formula One driver is dating Taylor Swift. Um, I think this was like a Jimois rumor that someone like submitted as a, what I assumed was totally a joke. But the fascinating thing is that like every like legitimate news outlet in Formula One has now like picked up this story and started running with it. They're like, asking the drivers about it they're like writing articles about it i don't know if it's just like sort of an over excitement at the idea of this sport being linked to taylor swift or if it's like that they don't know how to handle american celebrity gossip this is a very like european sport so maybe they're just not equipped or whether like there's actually something to this rumor that they have somehow picked up on. Um, so just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I didn't know if you guys had any insight into this, either as a legitimate rumor or just as sort of a celebrity gossip phenomenon. I'm just fascinated at how seriously something I assumed was obviously a stupid joke is is starting to be taken. Um, all right. Thanks so much. Crunch, crunch.
0: This is really fun to me.
2: The way like a door could be rumored to be dating Taylor Swift at this point, you know?
0: And we would take it so seriously. Which door? Someone's like, I heard that that door is a swinging door, that that door pushes and pulls. And I was like, no, that door only pulls. That door only goes one way. They don't have the double hinge. And someone's like, no, no, no. I heard (laughs) that door has a double hinge.
2: Thank you for extending my awful metaphor.
0: She only dates Dory's with double hinges.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Literally. They'd be like, a pocket door? She'd never touch that shit.
0: She'd never date a barn door. She only dates double hinge doors. (laughs) It's
2: just like. As we predicted, as I said, like Taylor Swift's single era is one of the most chaotic celebrity eras that we have, like in our modern celebrity landscape. Like, mm-hmm. it is just like absolute a free for all of speculation and like. Anyone remotely single is going to be connected to Taylor Swift kind of at least for a bit to be debunked or not debunked, like never even touched, you know what I mean? Even a door. So this guy, this F1 driver is actually kind of, it's actually kind of hilarious because like you, all you have to do is like give a wink and it's like, it's ain't Danny Taylor Swift. I haven't heard this guy (laughs) once in my goddamn life. I know like F1 fans know him. Like Timmy was excited because he's a big F1 stan, but like I never heard it and now I've heard of him because he like said he said like a Taylor Swift lyric and everybody was like is he doing
0: Taylor Swift? He said I'm lifting 22s in one of his TikToks
1: I have to ask this one because if I don't I'll just be leaving a blank space but um, I know it potentially is your love story and nobody else's but uh, there there, there have obviously (laughs) been been rumors over the the break I answered already Did you answer already? All I saw was you wink at the camera I have nothing to say you have nothing, nothing to say. To That's say. not an answer. I mean, it's though. so complicated, Baku format already, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. It's completely absurd to to imagine Taylor of dating this random F1 driver, but. I can only name one other F1 person, and that is Lewis Hamilton. And what does Lewis Hamilton do? Dates pop stars. Like, Lewis Hamilton, one of the richest, most successful, alluring people.
2: I can name another F1 driver, you know who it is? Jerry Mm. Hollowell's husband, who (laughs) married a pop star.
0: You can't name him? You just called him Jerry Hollowell's husband. What's his government name?
2: What's his name? I don't know. I can't name him. You just said you could name him. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I I know that he's an F1 driver. I just don't know his name. But I can name him. I know who
0: he is.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't I, realize I had to actually name him.
0: You said you I can what I name mean. him? Jerry Hallowell's husband. What's his name? I can't name him.
2: I, okay. So, I'm sorry. Jerry. I know he's very famous as an F1 driver. Husband.
0: Jerry Hallowell husband. Christian his name is Christian
2: Horner. Horner. Okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Christian Horner. <laughs> jerry halliwell's husband name another f1 driver you can't you can only name one
0: i can name lewis hamilton and that's it right that's it
2: so you're so your point and my point is that these guys date celebrities and therefore taylor swift dating an f1 driver is not the craziest thing in the whole world not as crazy as a door and yet the (laughs) rumors are everywhere that she's dating a door everyone's like she's dating a fucking door and you're like there's no way that she's dating that door that door's politics are not like hers. Like they definitely hooked up in the Tumblr era. Like she doesn't she wouldn't go for that door again. <laughs> My metaphor is also working.
0: It's really funny. It's really funny. Uh, and the thing is, Fernando Alonso, who again, Spanish F1 driver who is really good at endurance championships, which is really funny to me. He's good at endurance. Yeah. He also has a history of dating famous younger women because one of his recent girlfriends is also about Taylor Swift's age. She's 34 and Uh was born in 1988. So it's like he's dated girlies Taylor's age before. So I feel like it's crazy. It's out of the blue. We've never heard of this guy dating like American women in the past. But Uh it's not insane because he does date Pop stars.
2: I will say the the door that's being rumored to be dating Taylor Swift currently, that was the door that I alluded to being rumored to be yeah. dating Taylor Swift. The one I mentioned it and everybody was like, who are you talking about? And I kind of was like, yeah. uh. Because it was like so unsure and da-da-da. So uh, it might – what I'm worried about is that that door is the, si- is the same door rumor that I got originally that just kept spreading and eventually got published in The Sun. I don't yeah. – uh, like – it could have been from like essentially the same lie origin. I-, I wonder.
0: Right. And the door that Lindsay's talking about to name the door is Maddie Healy of the 1975. No, I it's don't a pocket door. <laughs> it's
2: a glass pocket door. I don't No,
0: think... he's I'm sorry. He's a barn door. No. Maddie Healy's a-barn door.
2: door? I love Healy's so a much. Barn sorry, I love his music. Door. Rude. I think I think he's a chic glass pocket door.
0: The reason people want to give this particular relationship legs is because they were rumored to have dated like 10 years ago?
2: In the Tumblr era. In the Tumblr era. Yeah.
0: And then nothing ever happened. Whatever. It didn't last long. she was like messier back then too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And there is something charming about her going from literally dating a door to dating a beautiful pocket glass door. Sorry. I mean like the most boring man alive. Kind of just like quiet British, like out of the press, like silent to a loud, a stinking loud blabber mouth, like many interviews, personality driven front man. Yeah. Literal front I mean, for a band.
0: Joe Alwyn is the equivalent of a door that, like, let's say your apartment, your door breaks off the hinges, and you have to be like, landlord, and you're like, landlord, <laughs> fix my door, and the landlord's like, I don't want to fix your door, and you're like, landlord, after weeks, you're like, landlord, you have to fix my door, and then yeah, landlord yeah. shows up with like the cheapest, dumbest, unpainted, and it's worst like a door imaginable, door, and, and it then like, he's like, doesn't, open, I did it, and it doesn't really look, shut. it's a yeah. door, it works. That's Joe Alwyn. <laughs>
2: Well. Wow, that's rude. Joe Allman. Maddie Healy is the elaborate barn door that's been, like, reclaimed. It's like, oh, I, like, reclaimed this barn door, like, upstate, and I put it on a rail. And you're like, this door doesn't fucking close, and it's not even soundproof.
0: <laughs> I hate this door. Uh, now, barn doors always make me think of Oatmeal Influencer, because Oatmeal Influencer is always <laughs> complaining about barn doors on her Twitter. <laughs>
2: Well, she's a contractor, so she yeah. Knows. She's a contractor. She's my favorite okay. contractor, actually. I know. I, I know you. You're like desperate to favorite, hire her to do something. My
0: too bad she's my favorite Canadian Canada. contractor. I'm gonna move to oatmeal Canada, buy influencer. a house, just so I can get oatmeal influencer to do something with it.
2: Oh my god, she would love that. She would love. <laughs> did you see? She posted the oatmeal guy at the Met Gala again. Yes. It's like he, <laughs> she was like, he's back and he snatched and he was like on the carpet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love oatmeal Still influencer. Still the,
2: the funniest. Me, maybe of our lifetime, is oatmeal. Is the is Miss Quaker is like snatched Quaker oats, body, body, yeah. Quaker oats guy. <laughs> all right,
0: okay. Let's I think we've done it. enough Let's here. Let's do Tom Blythe. Let's do Tom Blythe. Okay. It was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed.
2: Your linens, sweeties. The lin it's time, for- it's linen season, honey. Oh,
0: oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life.
2: Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen.
0: I know. I should probably buy... Some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh, and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you
2: can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from thirty dollars, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands by partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate
0: middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. And
2: only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it.
0: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. (laughs) Go to helixsleep.com/who. That's helixsleep.com/who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser. But explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's
2: the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. But I'm. You're not. I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says here's how to save money. It gives you cash back for all types of stores because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more.
0: Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members, that's you. Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check, the choice is yours, Lindsay likes the PayPal account, I'm sort of into paper check, I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons, so shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it, it's a no-brainer and membership is free and easy to sign up.
2: Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving, cashback rates change daily, see Rakuten For details, that's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
4: Your cashback really adds up. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I have a question about Rachel Ziegler. So the um, new Hunger Games trailer came out, and I think um, at this point I'm concerned that Rachel Ziegler will never be able to be famous because she's always going to be tied to these toxic co-stars, Um, like Ansel Elgort, Zachary Levi. Um, So what are the chances that that's going to happen again? Um, Can you tell us about Tom Blythe? Who is this person? Is he going to be toxic? And is he going to continue to curse Rachel Ziegler's um, already cursed career? She's never going to be famous. Crunch, crunch.
2: You, I'm sorry, we don't think that Rachel Zegler is not going to be famous because she's co-starred with like toxic male, like actors who were that. That's like a crazy, that's that's a crazy accusation. I think she's talented. I think she'll be famous.
0: I don't think that she's not going to be famous. I think okay. that it ju- that it does suck.
2: I think it's a bummer for her. And like, she's a funny person who's very open and very out there and loves and is like, Able to comment and have a personality, and it sucks that most of the questions are going to be about these like guys. And also, mm-hmm. to be fair, Zachary Levi not as toxic as Ansel Elgort in terms of what we're talking about. Just a guy no. that no one really likes. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's just, different. You're, just an like, anti-vaxer who's are,
0: like kind of a uh, insufferable, kind of an
2: asshole, <laughs> right? Like it's. I would say those are two very different. Like they're not going to be out here asking about that.
0: Just an alleged anti-vaxer. Sorry. Right. So yeah. she
2: she had to have an official response to Ansel, but she didn't really have to have like Zach Levi. Like she did not have to say anything about zach levi and she right. gave the hilarious quote where she was like this is a job like i love getting a job i needed a job i'm being so serious when i saw the trailer for this prequel i really was kind of like this could be a huge slay for her and like i was this surprised could really, I, I think it looks cool i think it i forgot that those movies are really sticky like they're fun to watch like they're really like crazy and there's lots of characters and like there's good story and this is one that kind of yeah yeah, like and that it made jennifer lawrence absolutely humongous humongous Mm -hmm. so i don't know i i kind of feel like it's not that crazy to be like this is it
0: so he's playing the young donald sutherland
2: coriolanus snow yeah because in lore in this in these books there was there's a prequel too. like mm-hmm. the reason why he hates like Katniss is because like he had his own Katniss kind of
0: mm-hmm. and that's Rachel Who Zegler
2: played by Rachel Zegler yeah yeah I mean TBD there's a lot of nostalgia about Hunger Games you're always getting jokes about Josh Hutcherson on on Twitter <laughs> I ne- you could never see enough of those they're always like this guy's 5-2 and he served and it's like "Who are you talking about and they're like Josh oh. Hutcherson I just
0: knocked the mic sorry Tom Blythe I know him as the Gilded Age Mr. Baldwin
2: yes and he was in Benediction didn't you love Benediction
0: I love Benediction he's one of
2: the girlies in Benediction yeah he's been a like vaguely British actor he's British but like vaguely and stuff like as like a smaller role for a while now and he also starred in Billy the Kid which was like an adaptation about that story but I don't think anyone was really talking about that so I don't really know how that's kind of the thing that everyone's referring to is like Billy the Kid
0: you know who he looks like he gives he gives Austin Butler meets Clifton Collins Jr. Who
2: the fuck is Clifton? Google Collins Google Clifton Jun-
0: Collins Jr. On the, and you'll say, oh that guy. Clifton Collins Jr. is like,
2: okay, that one guy. One of the, one of the like, great
0: character actors of his generation. I truly He's don't in everything. know who this is. He's okay, one of the number one that guys. He was in Westworld, your favorite show.
2: He's married to Francesca Eastwood. He's Clint Eastwood's yeah. like son-in-law.
0: He's Clint Eastwood's I don't son-in-law. Know if he
2: gives he gives this.
0: I guess what I mean is he has kind of an alt look.
2: Sure, yeah.
0: In the Austin Butler sense, where he doesn't kind of look like everyone else.
2: He has a British-ass name, Tom Blythe.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay,
2: Tom Blythe. He sounds like a guy that Saoirse Ronan is going to date, or like that Taylor (laughs) Swift hooked up with. Like, it's giving British.
0: Well, speaking of Saoirse Ronan, she's been dating my slow horse for a long time, Jack Loudon.
2: My slow horse. I know, and that's another guy that's like one of those vague British guys looking for a breakthrough. I know Do everyone's arguing not that
0: he, he... call Jack Loudon a vague British guy. That is so he is. rude.
2: He is. He uh, There's he nothing is. vague about
0: Jack Loudon. He's distinct.
2: He's a little He's big.
0: distinct.
2: Those who know know and those who don't never heard of him. Sorry. And when
0: you know, you'll never forget. Okay. <laughs> anyway, can't that's that's Tom Blythe. He's not cursing Rachel Zegler. No,
2: and I don't think that she is cursed. I really, really don't. I really, I think she's early career. I think she's like, I think her breakout was, she was incredible in uh, West Side Story.
0: Her breakout was overshadowed by three things. Ansel Elgort, Ariana DeBose, and COVID. It was overshadowed by three fucking things all at once.
2: And I also think that, you know, no one saw Shazam. And like, now we're on to the next. Do you know what I mean? And now we're moving on. Right, and yes. I don't mean no one saw it. People saw it, but she she wasn't the breakout of that. I don't think anybody broke out because that movie was like in one ear and out the other for everyone. No, you know, no, not an important. No one's talking film. about Shazam. Right, she needed a job, so she got a job. And I'm just saying, I think that there there really isn't much to. You you need more evidence for your theory, and I just don't think it's there yet. If you think that that's the case, we'll see. It's always rules of three, and we only you only name two.
0: One of my favorite things about these um sort of like dopey YA franchises is that so. Tom Blythe is playing the young version of the person in the Hunger Games movies who was meant to be the, like, anchor prestige older actor, Donald Sutherland. Yes. Patty Clarkson was in one of those, like, as the anchor prestige actor. Meryl Streep was in one of those. Right. Do you know who the anchor tenant (laughs) in the Song of Songbirds and whatever, Songbirds and Snakes is? Who is it? I feel like
2: I do know it, but who is it? Viola Davis. Perfect.
0: Viola Perfect. Davis is the uh, is Perfect. the anchor prestige actor.
2: Perfect, great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's I it's just like how that. it's um Kate, Kate, uh, Kate Titanic was in um, Divergent, the Divergent series. Yeah, yeah. Kate yes. Winslet. They've all done their time as like the older prestige actor in one of these stupid movies that in is movies for, for children.
0: Yeah. 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 Great. I love that. I love that, I love that dynamic. As so you know. know,
2: speaking of Ansel Elgort, I love that series. Theo James. I never <laughs> saw those. Shailene Woodley. Shailene. (laughs)
0: Shailene. Theo. I love Shailene. What's the What's the new Shailene Woodley where she's a cop?
2: Oh my god! What? (laughs) Where she's like I'm a
0: cop. I'm a cop, and I have to solve the mystery. God, what is it called? It's called like it has the worst title.
2: Her like movie to catch a killer. (laughs) (laughs) She really has fallen since Big Little Lies. Like, what's going on with Shailene Woodley?
0: She dated Aaron Rodgers. She was in the three women adaptation that got canceled and moved to, like, what, stars or something? Someone else was like, we'll buy it.
2: <laughs> she was in The Last Letter from Your Lover, like, completely unwatchable movie I tried. Mm-hmm. Like, what's coming up for her? She's she's in the new Michael Mann Ferrari movie. That's fun. With, with Adam Driver. Okay, maybe she'll come. Oh okay, maybe this is... Okay.
0: This movie came out two weeks ago. I didn't know it came out already. <laughs> to Catch a Killer what? with Shailene Woodley and Ben Mendelsohn. You're not going
2: to see it. You're not going to see it. You're not going to (laughs) see that.
0: Wait... I mean, I've seen the trailer, so I knew this was the premise, but it's funny to read it in the logline. Eleanor Falco, Shailene Woodley, is a young... Oh, wait, Eleanor young and, Falco? Eleanor Falco. Okay, all right. Is a you young Falco and talented... Asked. Right. Watching Sopranos while you're writing the screenplay that's to catch a killer. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eleanor Falco. Falco. Yeah. Is a young and talented but troubled police officer of the Baltimore yeah, PD, wrestling with the demons yeah. of her past when she is recruited by Jeffrey Lamarck, Ben Mendelsohn, the FBI's chief investigator to help profile and track down a serial killer. I'm sorry. If Shailene's on the case, it's not getting solved. It's not getting That's solved. Not the, <laughs> it's not, it's getting, not solved. getting
2: solved. This movie looks like it was made for $14. I'm sorry. It's giving um. It's it's giving Bruce Willis's later career. Like I just don't know what this <laughs> oh. is. <laughs> so I'm sorry.
0: If someone close to me was murdered and I was meeting with the detectives and they were like Shalene's on the case, I'd be like, well,
2: I'd be like, first of all. A cab. Second of all, I guess the person's staying missing.
0: <laughs> what's the meme? Well, it's over. I just say, well, it's <laughs> over. Oh, yeah. Well, it's over. Well, it's over. <laughs> well, it's over. We're not getting justice. I'm sorry, justice like will to not, not be served. Catch
2: a killer. Yeah, I'm sorry. What is
0: this? Shaylee Woodley never serves generally, and definitely isn't serving justice.
2: <laughs> she definitely never serves. But I will say, after doing a scan of her upcoming IMDb, she has a lot on the roster, so maybe things can turn around for her.
0: I do like her.
2: Like, she's in another movie with with Miles Teller. They're reuniting for a movie about newlyweds, finding themselves at odds with ultra-conservative neighbors—
0: or so she's the neighbor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's in Ferrari, as I said, the Michael Mann movie with, uh-huh. with Adam Driver. She's uh-huh. in a Joe Nesbitt adaptation. No, Joe Nesbo. Joe Nesbo? You know she's
0: doing another – yeah, she's doing another She's crime in a Joe day? Nesbo adaptation oh, with girly. Richard
2: Madden and Joseph Gordon-Levin called Killer Heat. Oh, she's entering um,
0: her crime era. I actually love this. A, it's an era. She's in a
2: comedy called Dumb Money with Sebastian Stan and Seth Rogen. Like, she's like – got a lot going on dumb money's about the game stock the game the game stock game oh the game stock game stock
0: yeah yeah.
2: And she's in a movie called Robots with Jack Whitehall. Oh, that's the one! night the trailer came out, and looks like a fart. Actually, that's actually her biggest <laughs> fart yet. Did you see this one?
0: I only see the poster, but it's it, the trailer. but has their, it has to their fuck like, robots. It has their claw hands on it. It's, <laughs> it's like it's Shaylee weird. Woodley's face, but then it's she has weird. like a Terminator it's hand. Weird. It's really, really funny. Okay, so, so really maybe funny. Robots
2: and To Catch a Killer is her flop era, but she's about to come. She's about to come out of
0: it. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Um, okay, how did we go from? Tom Blythe to Shailene Woodley. I don't know.
2: Because we love Shailene Woodley.
0: <laughs> we hadn't blown our we... Shayload in a while. So we needed, to, oh, we needed to talk about it.
2: Not that. Shayload. Wait, that's funnier than Slayload.
0: <laughs> Shayload Woodley. Okay, she blew her um, Shay Uh We hadn't talked about our Shayload. We had to blow our Load. <laughs> Steven's laughing. <laughs> oh, Steven's laughing. All I want <laughs> is to make Steven and Lala laugh. That's it.
2: We're talking that's about Shailene it. Woodley. it? You get it? <laughs> Oh, don't blow your shale load.
1: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I am calling to let you know about some controversy that's happening at the daytime Emmys, especially for the younger actor category for soap operas. Apparently the rules have recently changed. And what that means is that they're allowing people who are like in their twenties to be nominated along with literal children Mm -hmm. And just last week, um, one of the nominees, Victoria Grace, was forced to drop out because she was too old, apparently. I'm not sure how she got nominated in the first place, so she issued a big, long apology. And then one of the other adults in the category, Eden McCoy, got trolled for her being nominated with two small children. And she posted a tweet basically saying that, her work is just as valid as these, like, nine-year-olds and that she's proud to be nominated as a 19-year-old in this category. So now the category is just these two kids and this teenager. Well, she's almost 20. Um, but it seems really messy, especially if she wins over these two small kids. So, yeah, we'd just love to hear more about who this Eden McCoy is. Apparently she's a perennial nominee in this younger actor category. Um But, yeah. Just wanted to give you the scoop on that. Okay, Crunch Crunch. Happy birthday, Criterion Channel.
2: He kind of explained the whole thing, but basically this general hospital teenager entered a contest in which all the other contestants are eight-year-old boys. And she's like, I'm going to slay them or something. Right? Like, is that what happened?
0: Kind of. So this is two stories in one. There are two stories. I would not have heard about this had this caller not called in. I didn't follow this at all. So thank you so much, caller, for enlightening me about this hilarious daytime Emmys drama there's a category at the daytime Emmys called outstanding younger performer they started handing this award out in 2020 so before 2020 it was gendered there was outstanding younger actor in a drama series and outstanding younger actress in a drama series and you could be up to 25 years old so like a lot of famous people have won this award and you win it when you're a young adult usually like you don't win it when you're a preschool kid like julianne moore won it in 1988 like Anne hesch won it in like the 90s like Mm -hmm. adults win this award typically but in 2020 they changed the rules so that instead of being under 25 you had to be under 18 18 or under and Mm -hmm. drama won victoria drace here's a deadline story Days of Our Lives star Victoria Grace withdraws from Daytime Emmys nominations after huge misunderstanding regarding the rules. She posted, so Victoria Grace has been on Days of Our Lives for a while now. Victoria Grace plays a character named Wendy Shin on Days of Our Lives. Okay? Okay. She gets submitted in the category, gets nominated for the category. Then okay. on Instagram, she posts this. I was honored to be, it's a notes app. It's dark mode notes app, which I love. Night, 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 night mode. I was honored to be nominated for a Daytime Emmy and and to be recognized by the Academy. Unfortunately, there was a huge misunderstanding across the board regarding the rules for this year's category. This is obviously a surprise, and I am heartbroken. But in fairness to all, I'll be rescinding my nomination. (gasps) I wish the best of luck to all the nominees. I will continue to work hard to earn another Daytime Emmy nomination next year. She was over 18 when she was nominated because the rules were you have to be no older than 18 on January 1st, 2022. She turned 21 in 2021. She was too old. She was submitted as a mistake. So someone fucked up when they submitted her for the award because they forgot that you can't be older than 18 because they were using the old rules. Okay. She had to rescind her nomination, even though she was nominated, but it was not her fault. I feel really bad for her. Victoria Grace is also like a voice actor who's done a lot of like Lego stuff and Pacific Rim cartoon stuff. So Eden McCoy is now one of the remaining, one of the three remaining younger performers in a daytime drama series nominated for that award, right?
2: So, sorry, Eden McCoy is still much older than these other eight-year-olds, though.
0: Yes. Now that Victoria Grace is out of the running towards becoming America's Next Top Younger Daytime Emmy Award winner. Younger
2: performer for the Daytime Emmys, (laughs) America's Next Top Young Performer.
0: So there are three nominees left. One of them is Eden McCoy. She is, I think, 19 years old now. So this is the last time that she will ever be allowed to win this award because she was 18 when she was for the rules. Um, The other two, their names are Henry Joseph Samiri and Carrie Christopher. I think they're both under 10.
2: So thanks to soapcentral.com, I've learned that Eden McCoy's character, whose name is Jocelyn (laughs) Jacks, um, I'm getting all this information about like where she lives, like how she appeared, you know, what her marital status is, if she's had any past marriages, no. But then I also got a great list from this website of all of her crimes that she's committed on the show. (laughs) So it's a list of crimes committed. So I would love for you to read (laughs) The Crimes Committed by Eden McCoy. And this actually shows why I think she she should win over these two, like, eight-year-old boys. Like, I don't care (laughs) about them. I think she should win again.
0: Number one, hid Spencer Cassadine in her bedroom. Number two, (laughs) locked her nanny in the attic. Number three, permitted underage drinking while home alone. Number four, stole Drew Cain's DNA to run a DNA test on Drew and Oscar. Very funny. Number five, stole Nell Hayes' cologne. And number six... shoplifted but she shoplifted from june 2018 to august 2018 for months she was shoplifted for months maybe unless one of these eight-year-old
2: kids is playing like a demon like on passions i don't think they've committed any crimes worse than this yet you know so i think that she deserves as somebody who's committed all these crimes on screen to win the daytime emmy again for the third time
4: (laughs) You are lucky that Willow is a nurse. She has way more than bandages on this thing.
1: Is there a suture kit?
4: Uh, what do you mean? Like like needles for stitches?
1: I, I can use a
0: sewing needle, but it's better if it's sterile.
2: It's better if you're in a hospital.
0: I can't, okay?
2: No, you won't. And those are two different concepts entirely.
0: I never should have come here.
1: Then why did you,
2: Dex?
4: I was not thinking clearly, okay? I would just been shot. I don't want you involved in this, Joss.
2: It's a little late for that. I know
4: it's too late, I, I know I messed up, but the less you know, the better for you. So just give me the, give me the suture kit so I can just take
2: it. So care you of. can what? So you can sew yourself?
0: It's that or go on bleeding.
2: Okay, Jason Bourne, I'm not going to stand here while you sew yourself then up. leave the room. No.
0: Someone commented on this drama on Twitter, Alexa, turn on GH. So it's clearly a General Hospital super fan, right? Yeah. At Alexa, turn on GH. The younger performer category just needs to be gone this year. How embarrassing for Eden, no matter the outcome. If she wins, congrats. You beat two elementary school kids. If she loses, <laughs> LOL. And then like a yikes, drunky emoji.
2: She's right. She's so
0: right. She's right. Eden, to this poster's credit, she didn't add Eden at all. But Eden found this tweet. And Eden oh, no, did a notes not app. Eden. These are dueling notes apps. She posted a notes app on Twitter and said, I have to read the whole thing. And again, unlike Victoria Grace's, this is daytime notes. This is black on white, not white on black. And it's longer and it's angry. Okay. Oh, am I supposed to be embarrassed by my nomination now? Shame on anyone tweeting that. Regardless of the changing rules in the younger performer category, I stand by the quality of my work in any of my years at GH going on 8BTW. My two prior nominations were in years where the category was 25 and under, multiple talented actors my age who did amazing work submitted this year, and these kids whose work you were belittling were nominated ahead of them. I'm proud of Henry and Carrie. Again, they're babies. (laughs) Your lack of respect is what's embarrassing. The facts are that everybody earned what they got. Do better.
2: Scroll down and let me just show you the photo of one of the kids that she's up against in this category. And tell me if you want to beat him. <laughs> tell me if you want to win a daytime Evie over this literal, like, child doll, like, come to life. <laughs> Thank you. And these kids are being like fed their lines through like, you know, like dog, tr- you know, they're like being given dog treats like dogs on set. Like they're being fed their lines like, work you know, line by line.
0: Stressed out producers being like, oh, they can only work 45 minutes a day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. 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 Thank you. Uh. Thank you. Christopher is just four years old, but he's already built quite an impressive resume. <laughs> he's appeared in shows like 911, Fuller House, and the voodoo original series, Mr. Mom. He also has a role in the upcoming David Fincher film, Mank.
0: <laughs> wow. We got a he regular Shailene Manc. Woodley over here.
2: <laughs> this four year old was in Mank, okay? He was in Mank. He's four. He was in Mank. I hope she slays. Sorry. I hope Eden McCoy slays them.
4: Hi. Um,. I have COVID, so my brain is mush, but I still had to call to ask who is um, Jesse Sully, I believe is his name. He just got engaged to Francesca Ferrago from um, Too Hot to Handle, and I don't know if he's, like, a social media personality. He seems to post a lot with his son Arlo. They've got both got this very like goth punk Travis Barker vibe going on. Um, who is he? And is Francesco Ferrago a who or a them? Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, me inside again
2: crunch crunch asking if francesca farrago is a who or them is funny (laughs) to me
0: (laughs) i almost didn't care because i was like oh my god a tiktok person and then a love is blind person i've never encountered jesse sullivan on tiktok and i didn't watch too hot to handle I just remember well, Francesca Farrago well, because she Francesca dated Harry Jowsey. also, was also
2: on Love is Blind. And she was engaged to well, Harry well. Jowsey too.
0: Right. So I remember them because we talked about them because everyone was calling about Harry Jowsey back in the day. And then suddenly mm-hmm. everyone stopped calling about Harry Jowsey because Thank who God. cares anymore? Right? Yeah. It's why I like the Chrishell G-Flip stuff. Like, there's something about, like, niche reality stars finding Find people in, like, very weird other places. Like, also yeah. niche venues. Like, niche Australian pop stardom.
2: Well, Francesca's thing also... Was that like Francesca went on, was on Love is Blind and then was on Too Hot to Handle. And then on Too Hot to Handle, Francesca was kind of like, I went in there like saying that I was like dating men, but I also happen to be bisexual. So like I'll be paired up with a woman too. And then was dating women. Mm -hmm. And then it was like this kind of a big deal because like (laughs) this, the the crazy thing is there was no like bisexual representation on all these dating shows, which is Mm -hmm. insane to me because obviously the best season of are you the one is the bisexual season if you know Mm -hmm. anything about reality tv but that's fine but like you know for example variety wrote this like long winded profile about francesca fargo and like about how like you know perfect match this other show that she was on is changing the game for lgbtq representation on reality tv whether that's true or not i don't know but Mm -hmm. like she's getting a lot of credit for having done that
0: yes there's something about the cross-platform of it all that sparks my interest whereas if jesse yeah. sullivan had started dating another tiktok person i'd be bored if francesca farrago had started dating another reality star i'd be bored but the fact that they're coming together from these two huli two universes is interesting to me
2: so jesse sullivan is a trans guy TikTok-er. with 2.9 million followers on tiktok a uh, single dad raising his kid that's the story so like his kid's really cute, older, they do like TikToks together. They're both kind of alt. They do spawn together. I saw I saw spawn for the Sims. I saw like you're you're getting a lot. I was cracking mm-hmm. up. Built my ever first male Sims avatar with me and Arlo in honor of my brand new legal name slash gender change. Hashtag, Hashtag
0: EA, partner. EA partner.
2: Hashtag Trans Day of Visibility. Hashtag Sims Four. Hashtag My Dolce moment. I don't. I love the last one being just a random one. So you're seeing this person who's gone through this transition. You're seeing their entire journey through TikTok, and I think that's also part of why somebody might have 2.9 million followers, which is because people have been following him since the beginning. And maybe that is something that they're interested in seeing because it really is like a nice story to see.
0: It's I was a teen parent. I got pregnant in high school. I had a boyfriend to prove I was straight. It resulted in a baby, whatever. Then I come out. I'm a single parent. I meet Francesca Farrago on (laughs) TikTok in a TikTok interview for Pride Month a couple of years ago.
2: It was like a Pride... Interview on TikTok. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of people are asking us how we
4: met, so we can tell you guys. Yeah, let's tell you. In 2021 slash 2020, I was applying for my American visa, my O1 visa, and it was taking a really long time, so I decided that I didn't want to be stuck in Canada during lockdown and during winter, so I moved to Mexico for a year. And while I was in Mexico in June of 2020, 2021 tiktok emailed me and we're like hey we're doing this pride event and we want you to host it and interview these three trailblazers so jesse was one of the trailblazers and i saw him it was over zoom so i saw him and i was like who is this cutie i met arlo as well i'm like who is this cutie with the blue hair i'm like oh my god i could not stop staring i was like so flustered (laughs) and yeah that's basically how we met online
0: they met on a tiktok live and fell for each other, okay? Because again, Francesca was notable for being a bisexual reality star contestant on a show that is predominantly straight people.
2: I will say though, Francesca, a little chaotic. So TBD on kind of, they, they, they're they moving very fast as admitted, you know, like that's kind of the thing mm-hmm. that they're joking about, but it is a very cute pairing.
0: Let's play one more call. We need something dumb. Let's, let's end on something really stupid. I don't want to end on a cute note. I want to end on the dumbest note possible, okay?
2: Okay. What's the dumbest note possible?
4: Hi Who Weekly calling with a meme I just saw it says Fuck your zodiac sign. What's your favorite garden hose setting? Center, flat, jet, sour, mist, or soaker. So from who to them. And you rank all the different garden hose settings.
1: Thank you. Crunch crunch. <laughs> I hate this.
0: She forgot cone. Supposed to rank garden hose setting. She forgot cone, so we're gonna add cone. Center flat jet shower mist soaker cone. Uh, (laughs) Soakers last. I hate soaker.
2: Okay, I think number them. I think the themmiest one is shower. Becky G shower.
0: Becky G shower.
2: Shower. But then I think, and then I think the second Demius is the one that's the most powerful, which is like jet. probably center or jet.
0: Jet. Yeah.
2: You want because you're you normally you're normally you're wanting kind of the most coverage, so you're getting shower. Uh-huh. That's where it starts. That's what it's uh, It's what the initial setting is. Number uh-huh. right. That would be like the first one, and then you want something intense. So you're saying jet, and then I feel like mist is probably another one.
0: We're we're getting into the the um the problem that we have sometimes where we mistake who to them with like utility. Fair. I think shower is the themiest. If you're drawing what it looks like when you hold a garden hose, it looks like a shower.
2: And it looks like a shower.
0: (laughs) And I think jet is sort of like the polar opposite of shower. Like it's, it's direct, it's pointed, it's a single stream. I think that's next. Everything else is where it starts to get a little weird. Mist is, I think, a good number three because mist is a word we know we understand the idea of what mist is because when uh-huh. you get to flat center cone it's sort of just those like are all okay, the shapes same.
2: those are all the same i feel like maybe the the whoiest is soaker Sh- soaker.
0: soaker absolutely
2: <laughs> so i don't even know what that really is doing
0: soaker seems like a mistake
2: it's chaotic. I'm not really sure, like, where the water is going or coming from. It doesn't feel yeah. like something I'd ever be using. I'm not sure what I'd be using it on. I don't get it. Maybe the second – maybe the the then the next whoiest one is cone. The caller didn't even know about it. It just seems like it's the same as, like, a shower mist center, you know?
0: I think it's going to go – let's start – let me start them to who. Actually, who to them? Soaker. Cone.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Center. Flat. Flat. Mist. Jet. <laughs> Shower. Shower.
2: Can't argue with that. <laughs> and why would I even try? <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There? Glad you made it this far. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: keep calling in at 619. Who then believe questions, comments, they and concerns? They heard
2: Soaker and they were like, nope, God. this episode's over. <laughs>
0: Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on Patreon.com for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, surprise things like our Met Gala hang, and more. Fun. You can also get the audio only on Apple Podcasts app. That's the audio only on the Apple Podcast app. Just hit subscribe and you can do everything through there. And um, we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye.
2: See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey. We are. Come
0: on, come on. I'm sorry, if Shailene's on the case, it's not getting solved It's not getting That's solved not
2: the... <laughs> It's not getting solved
3: Hi Bobby Lindsey, um, Hillary and Margot here, loyal hooligans Currently reporting live from the Barbra Streisand Bridge at the Academy Museum um, We are currently high on shrooms and we just realized the museum's gonna close soon we like ran upstairs we're like we have to see the bridge before it closes and we honestly felt like when we got up here that was we just gonna be like maybe we'd see another person in a I don't know her hat or something like that but nobody else seems to understand that this is the most important part of the museum it's actually like very lovely you walk through, well it's actually just plain bridge but then you walk through there's some nice outdoor space anyway just want to make sure you got a live update crunch crunch Promising young woman, woman.
4: (laughs) Hi, Bobby Lindsay. I am at the Stagecoach Music Festival, a.k.a. Third Week of Coachella. And last night was Kane Brown. And I don't think he's very good. But aside from that, I kept waiting for him to play Lost in my backyard. And then when I woke up today, I realized that's not a real song. So shout out to the hooligans who made that song. Because, well, it stuck with me. Uh, love you guys. Bye. So when Lindsay was saying that all you need to do to be an it girl is for us to wonder where are they coming from? Where are they going? The only thing I could think that entire time was, so they're giving cat and I Joe French French. Lindsay Bobby Timmy, um, I am just listening to today's episode and I had to pause the pod. You are talking about Sean Mendez and his cool, uh, not gay crew of men. And it just reminded me, um, one of my best friends, her boyfriend's family, has a yacht and in Miami. I guess they were parked next to a yacht that Sean Mendez was on. And my friends boyfriend's mom is like oh my gosh can I take a picture of you and he said no and like that was it so just made me lol love you guys grunch Grunch. oh showing hole I say it all the time
3: now <laughs> Hi Who Weekly my roommate works for Jimmy Kimmel and she just informed me that the final guest before the writer's strike brought production to a halt on the show is officially BD Rexa. Crunch Crunch!